Chapter Twelve of Through the Looking Glass by Lewis Carroll. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Which dreamed it? Your Majesty shouldn't purr so loud, Alice said, rubbing her eyes and addressing the kitten respectfully, yet with some severity. You woke me out of oh such a nice dream and you've been along with me kitty all through the looking-glass world did you know it dear it is a very inconvenient habit of kittens alice had once made the remark that whatever you say to them they always purr if they would only purr for yes a mew for no or any rule of that sort she had said so that one could keep up a conversation but how can you talk with a person if they always say the same thing on this occasion the kitten only purred and it was impossible to guess whether it meant yes or no so alice hunted among the chessmen on the table till she had found the red queen then she went down on her knees on the hearth-rug and put the kitten and the queen to look at each other now kitty she cried clapping her hands triumphantly confess that was what you turned into but it wouldn't look at it she said when she was explaining the thing afterwards to her sister it turned away its head and pretended not to see it but it looked a little ashamed of itself so i think it must have been the red queen sit up a little more stiffly dear alice cried with a merry laugh and curtsy while you're thinking what to what to purr it saves time remember and she caught it up and gave it one little kiss just in honour of having been a red queen snowdrop my pet she went on looking over her shoulder at the white kitten which was still patiently undergoing its toilet when will dinah have finished with your white majesty i wonder that must be the reason you were so untidy in my dream dinah do you know that you are scrubbing a white queen really it's most disrespectful of you and what did dinah turn to i wonder she prattled on as she settled comfortably down with one elbow in the rug and her chin in her hand to watch the kittens tell me dinah did you turn to humpty dumpty i think you did however you'd better not mention it to your friends just yet for i'm not sure by the way kitty if only you'd been really with me in my dream there was one thing you would have enjoyed i had such a quantity of poetry said to me all about fishes tomorrow morning you shall have a real treat all the time you're eating your breakfast i'll repeat the walrus and the carpenter to you and then you can make believe it's oysters dear now kitty let's consider who it was that dreamed it all this is a serious question my dear and you should not go on licking your paw like that as if dinah hadn't washed you this morning you see kitty it must have been either me or the red king he was part of my dream of course but then i was part of his dream too was 
it the red king kitty you were his wife my dear so you ought to know oh kitty do help to settle it i'm sure your paw can wait but the provoking kitten only began on the other paw and pretended it hadn't heard the question which do you think it was a boat beneath a sunny sky lingering onward dreamily in an evening of july children three that nestle near eager eye and willing ear pleased a simple tale to hear long has paled that sunny sky echoes fade and memories die autumn frosts have slain july still she haunts me phantomwise alice moving under skies never seen by waking eyes children yet the tale to hear eager eye and willing ear lovingly shall nestle near in a wonderland they lie dreaming as the days go by dreaming as the summers die ever drifting down the stream lingering in the golden gleam life what is it but a dream the end end of chapter twelve end of through the looking glass by lewis carroll